Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. I want you to get comfortable. Don't get too relaxed. Don't get carried away. If you can speak in tongues, keep charging yourself. Because today is different. Since the morning, I've been feeling that today is different. Even during the volunteers' prayers, we know that today is different. There is an alignment in the spirit like never before. The Lord has released the gift of faith in this room. Today is different. So I beg you, with everything that is important to you, I beg you, don't be a spectator. You can't wait for the years that Jesus would come and do the standing up. This is not a day... Because God is going to ask you what happened when I aligned everything. I put you in the place. I gave you the time. I gave you the prayer points. I gave you the people. My topic today is the um, Holy Ghost. I forgot my topic. My topic today is take a step. And I'm praying. We're on the we're in the series. I'm speaking on the gift of faith. But my topic is take a step. And. If you go to 1 Corinthians from verse 12 to 9, the Bible talks about this faith. But the Amplified Version was very specific. Because it's not the faith that you know. It's not the saving faith that got you saved. It's not even the fruit of faith because that's another level of faith. He's talking about a wonder-working faith. A special kind of faith that forces the hand of God to move. The Bible says Elijah told them that there will be no rain for three and a half years. Elijah did not pray. Elijah did not ask. Elijah spoke under the gift of faith. This is that kind of faith where there is no previous track record. Let me give you an understanding. Take me to the story in Mark. The Bible started talking about two people that had an encounter with Jesus on the same day. Bible started talking about how the Jairus' daughter was sick. And Jairus went to Jesus. But the Bible was specific. Jairus himself was a man that was a leader in the synagogue. So he had access to knowledge about God. He had read stories about Jesus. He has heard people talk about Jesus. So when he was coming to Jesus, he was coming from a faith level of familiarity. A faith level of knowledge. A faith level of encounter. A faith level of experience. And so when he's saying, Jesus, I want you to come and heal my daughter, he knows that this man has the capacity to do it. But then while Jesus was walking, there was a woman that had no prior knowledge, that had no experience, that has not read any book about Jesus, that only heard rumors about this man, that said, if I would only touch the arm of his garment, I would be made whole. That is the kind of faith we're talking about. The kind of faith that got Jesus to stop and say, someone touched me. There's a hundred of us here but there's one person that is coming with a kind of faith that gets Jesus attention and he says someone touched me because people were touching Jesus the disciples said "Ah, people are touching you people are we are all holding on to you he said no there's someone coming with something different so when Jesus was going to look at her he didn't say that you are healed he said your faith has made you whole 
a special kind of faith that get Daniel to spend the night with lions. This is a man that has never seen anyone sleep in the lion den and come out alive. It is easier to have faith when you've seen it happen before. But when you have a man that has never seen someone inside fire come out alive, that is the only faith that comes from God. This is not faith in God. This is faith that comes directly from God because it gives you a knowledge that you can't even find sometimes in the word. It aligns to his will, but the Holy Spirit wills it in such a way that he knows that your ordinary faith cannot carry that possibility. So the end of your ordinary faith is the beginning of this special kind of faith. A special kind of faith that my grandmother had three years ago, four years ago, actually 2015. 2015, my mom was sick. Went out, came back, was going to do my work, came back to see her in the hospital. And funny enough, that was my routine. I'd come in the, to the hospital to check on her, go back, all of that. Came that day, went to the room, didn't find my mother. <sighs> Asked the nurses, where's my mother? They tell me, oh, Asked this other nurse. And they kept passing me and passing me to the point where they took me to the chief matron or wherever she is. And she said, oh, well, something happened. There was a complication, blah, 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 blah. And so they're taking her to another hospital. And so I called my auntie. They told me the hospital she was. And then I, I went there. I got there. My grandmother was telling me that while they were in the ambulance, my mother died. But in the spirit, it was not yet a time. And the Holy Spirit was looking for someone who would believe in their heart and speak with their mouth. See, what wields this kind of faith is belief and speech. And he found my grandmother who believed in her heart and said just one word to my mother, Adefunke, get up. And she woke up. My grandmother has never raised the dead before. She's never seen it happen in her lifetime. But at that moment, there was an alignment in the spirit. That my mother's spirit was still roaming around looking for someone to speak a word. A special kind of faith. I need you all to be sensitive in the spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has deposited that kind of faith in this place. It has, your heart, you can feel it in your spirit. You just need to speak the word. Today is not a day that you are quiet. We had a person that told them, I know if I call down fire from heaven, my God would answer. This is a man that has never called down fire all his life. And my favorite story is the story with Jesus walking on water. And when I was reading the story, I started to shed a tear because the Holy Spirit told me something specific. He said a lot of people don't know that Jesus is in the storm. And so they are in the boat of safety. Pick up 
Peter was inside the boat. The storm was going around outside of the boat. They were trying to figure out a way. I know we are in here. We are safe. And then they look up and they say, what is that? Is that a ghost? And they see Jesus walking in the storm on water. And Jesus did not tell them, let me come into the boat. He said, step out of the boat. Take a step. He said, step out of the boat. You would not drown. You're going to walk on this water. Yes, it's moving around. The storm looks like it's very loud. It looks like it can overwhelm you. But he's telling you, step out of the boat and walk on that water. You are not going to drown. I need your faith to align with the miracle working God today. I need your faith to align with the miracle working God today. I need your faith that can raise the dead. I need in your faith uh, that can heal the sick, uh, a special kind of faith. I need you to step out of the boat. You are too safe. Uh, you are too safe. Uh, the boat cannot save you. The boat cannot save you. You need to step on that water. You are gonna walk. Do not look down. Don't look around you. Just walk on the water. I need to take a step today. Today is not an ordinary day. Loma suvalene veko shivaliada. Mendo seveli nabahali kosivali. Malido sevele bahali ada. The Holy Spirit is telling me so clearly. They just need to speak a word. They just need to speak a word. It has already aligned in the spirit. Don't worry. It sounds crazy. How will I walk on water? I can't even swim. But he said you should take that step. Speak. Get up on your feet and speak that word. Get up on your feet and speak that word. Get up on your feet and speak that word. I don't care what that situation is. I'm gonna have radical faith. I'm gonna believe that my God that is able to part the Red Sea can do it. I'm going to believe that the God that can raise the dead is able to do it. So I'm going to teach us something real quick. The Holy Spirit told me something last week Sunday when I was driving home. I started asking him some things. I said, Holy Spirit, why is it that sometimes it seems like we have to go into a place of prayer for a long period of time to build power? And he said, no, you don't go into build power. You're going to build faith. He said, because you have the power at the beginning, your faith could not just fuel what you want to do. And so he said, that time that you are away, I'm giving you revelations. I'm giving you, you encounters. And so by the time you step out, that, that the gifts did not change. Your faith just increased. And so he said, it's like a generator that powers the gifts.
gift inside of you. That's why the Bible said, building yourself in your most holy faith. It is a building yourself in your most holy power. He said, you need to build your faith. You need to wind it up. So I want you to begin to build yourself right now in your most holy faith. Wind it up. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. The Lord said, oh, Ezekiel, can this bones live again? And he said, at your word. Hey. So my living suvalier at your word. Oh my suvalida. The Bible is specific. When the Lord told the bones to come alive, they did not come alive. When Ezekiel told the bones to come alive, they came alive. Stop waiting for God to speak. You speak. And so I'm going to be raising some prayer points for the generation. I hope we have understanding. I hope our faith has been built. So we're going to pray for this generation. Because the Lord has said in so many prophecies that this is the generation that will seek him. There's something different about this generation. But the, it looks like the devil, is a, the devil is a step ahead of us. Before some of us get into our callings, we've deal, dealt with so many baggages. We're stepping into our assignments with baggages. We're stepping into our assignments with depression. And so we're going to raise a sound for this generation. This includes you. This includes everyone around you. And now my prayer, the, my first prayer point is from Matthew 3 verse 10. And today I want us to deal with the foundation of mind games. Wow. Wow. See, if we take off the tree, the, the, the leaves, the tree will grow back. If you cut off the top, it's still going to grow back. But the Bible says the axe is laid to the root. That whatsoever my father did not plant it from the root is coming off. And so we're going to deal with the foundation of mind games. See those thoughts that told us that we are not enough. Those voices that tells us that we should take our own life. Those voices that tells us that we are depressed. The even clinical or clinical. Those voices that tells us that God cannot use us past this. We go and we visit the foundation and we uproot it right now in the name of Jesus, come on, begin to pray in the shrubber. I'll put the foundation of mind games. This generation, the enemy is coming for your mind. When he can get your gifts, he gets your mind. When he can get your hand, he gets your mind. When he can get your calling, he gets your mind. We speak to the foundation, the root of every mind games. We approach you from your root. 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 For I have the mind of Christ in this generation. We speak a sound. We release a sound. Jesus mighty name let me give you a quick picture this is what the enemy does he sends agents to different cities specifically even in this generation and he starts to look for those who he knows that God has called for greater 
It does not go and look for those who are he, he thinks he have. You think you have mind games? You think that you have depression? You are called for greater. That's why you have those mind games. That's why something keeps telling you that you are not enough. It's because you are called for greater. And so when it seems like he can't get that assignment from you, when it seems like he can't get that call out of you, when it seems like he can't get that voice out of you, it goes straight into your mind and it quiets you from your mind. And so you're going to pray one more time before we go into the next prayer point. From the root, we uproot every foundation of mind games in this generation. Every tree that my father has not planted is uprooted in the name of Jesus. Every tree that my father has not planted for the axe is laid to the root. And whatsoever my father has not planted for my Bible tells me I have the mind of Christ. Hey, Sobali Evahania, come on, operator. If you need to go physical, pull it out, pull it out, pull it out from the generation. We pull it out, we pull it out. We will not lose ourselves, we will not lose our mind, we will not end our lives in the name of Jesus. We are put. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We're going to deal with a deaf and dumb spirit. Let me explain what a deaf and dumb spirit is. Bible talks about the man that was deaf. And because he was deaf, he wasn't dumb per se. But because he could not hear, he, could, he would not speak. And so the Bible said the Lord spoke to him and told his ears to be open and it was open. But then the deaf and dumb spirit had walked in him at caused a level of isolation. He was away from people. I can't hear them so what's formation? We come to church and we pray. We come to the conferences. Uh, we come to the place. Uh, some of us even fall under the anointing. Yet there is no change. That is what we call the deaf and dumb spirit. It refused to go inside of you. And the devil now intentionally, after a while, when you they see that, oh my God, it looks like my life is not changing, you start to isolate. You stop coming to church. You say, what's the point of going to the conference? My life didn't change last year, so I'm just going to stay at home. And slowly and slowly and slowly. But this, this morning, we're going to effort that every deaf and dumb spirit that walk in us the Bible says effort be opened be opened so we are going to speak to this generation every deaf and dumb spirit that it seems like we can't receive the word it looks like we can't receive the prophecies it looks like we can't receive the assignment effort be opened be opened be opened in the name of Jesus be opened I will not be isolated. Oh, my ears are open. So valid. Efata. 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 Hey. Hey. Efata. Efata. Efata.
generation Everton Come on, come on, come on Wrestle, wrestle for your generation My ears will hear the word My ears will hear the word My mouth will speak the word For in Jesus' mighty name We're going to ask our mouth to open because some of us it's inside but every time you have that opportunity your mouth don't seem to be able to open some of us have even rehearsed it when I meet that person I would then tell them about Christ but the moment you stand in front of the person all of a sudden your mouth has refuses to open so we're going to say in this generation we said effort for every closed mouth effort for every closed mouth we will proclaim the word of the Lord with our mouth we will proclaim the changes of this world we will speak life with our mouth we will speak change with our mouth effort be open Every close mouth, every close mouth, every close mouth. It seems like I want to be for God, but I want to belong. I don't want to be seen like an outcast, so I will never speak about God. I don't want to seem like an outcast, so I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. I will not want to say anything about God. Be open. The Holy Spirit is bringing back the prayer I prayed earlier, but this time we're going to intentionally pray for this generation. One thing I've noticed about this generation is that we don't have the capacity to do more than two things. School, work, that's it. Some of us, school, church, you do uh, one week of exam, you need six months of vacation. But then we are the generation that should seek him. We are the generation that should walk in the miraculous. We are that generation that should make a change. But we can't do more than two things. So we're going to pray against slothfulness, laziness, and we ask for an increase of capacity. We need to be able to do more than two things. Because the Lord has called us to more, so we can't be isolated with school and work. My dear, your work should, should fuel your job. Or your job, your work. Your job should be what is giving you money to for the work that the Lord has given to you. But you are so concentrated in your job and your school that you can't fail the work. You get so tired. You get tired. I lack energy. The, the enemy releases the spirit of slumber. You come to the house of the Lord. They are sharing a word. You are falling asleep. It sends out the spirit of weariness. I'm always tired. So we're going to raise a sound for this generation. Father, we speak against the spirit of tiredness, the spirit of laziness, the spirit of weariness. Oh, every spirit of slothfulness. I have the capacity to do more. I have the capacity to do more. Come on. Come on. I have the capacity to do more. I have the capacity to do more. I have the capacity to do more. Oh Lord, we speak against the spirit of laziness, the spirit of slothfulness. In the name of Jesus. 
And this, I'm going to end it for the next prayer. We're going to go quickly, swiftly into prophesying. And we're going to open our mouth. And we're going to have to awaken some people that are sleeping. In this generation, Daniels have gone to bed. In this generation, the Esthers that should be in the palaces are busy somewhere else. In this generation, the Josephs are not standing for God anymore. In this generation, the Elijahs are too shy to call down fire. In this generation, the Moses are sleeping and there are people that the Lord is sending them to release. If Moses did not go to release the Israelites, they were going to stay in bondage. The Bible says the Israelites were meant to be in bondage for 400 years. But because Moses would not arise, they were there for 430 years. So we are going to awaken the Moseses. Some of us have been called to be a Daniel. No, don't worry. It's not just the pooping ministry. Some of us have been sent to the different sectors. But we are sleeping. This is the generation that would seek his face. So I need us to open our mouth and begin to prophesy. Daniel, arise. Moses, arise. Elijah, arise. Esther, arise. Deborah, arise. Arise, Joseph, you will not compromise. Daniel, you will not compromise. In the name of Jesus, Esther, in the generation, it is time for you to arise. Awake from your sleep. There are souls waiting for this generation. There are souls waiting for the generation. There are souls waiting for the generation. Come on, speak it, speak it. Oh, the dough, the Josephs will not compromise, the Daniels will not compromise. Moses, the Israelites have been bound for too long. Elijah, we need fire. Deborah, we need fire. Come on. Come on, come on. We need Esther to go into the palace. We need Deborah to go into war. We need Joseph in the government. We need Daniel that will not compromise. Awake from your sleep. Generation, awake. Generation, awake. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.